All content published by Your Brain on Science is solely the opinions of the authors and does not reflect the opinions of any parties affiliated with them or any additional third parties. Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of Your Brain on Science, uh, your new favorite podcast. My name is Armin. Um, and to start, let's just tell you a little bit about this brand, a little bit about this podcast. Um, so the idea of this brand is to bring a multimedia approach uh, to science education, specifically focusing on the field of psychedelics and the ever-changing landscape of psych- uh, psychiatric pharmacology research. Um, So there's a lot of people who don't have the skills to effectively and accurately read scientific literature. And there is a ton of scientific literature out there and interpretation, whether we want it to be there or not, right? So we are consuming this constantly. Um, And it can be hard to know what to look for in the sea of jargon and statistics, which is often even confusing for like seasoned scientists and researchers, myself and Elena included, I think. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I have a hard time sometimes with some of these papers and just you know especially when I first joined in the scientific field it's very daunting to be like oh I have to read all of these papers and I don't understand any of them and like understand them yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) but uh now that we've had a few years under our belt we both decided that we wanted to kind of start this podcast because we believe the scientific community should be dedicated to making findings more accessible and easier to understand for people who aren't specialists because science is for everybody. So we just think it's particularly important in this field of psychedelics because there's a lot of sensationalism and oversimplification and just a lot of things being thrown at you every single day. There's like five new headlines. Yeah. So, yeah. We just want to make sure the information is being disseminated clearly and empirically to reduce any harmful misinformation. Cause you know, even if we can do a little bit to stop misinformation, that's something. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, we're planning to use this podcast in our blog and other media approaches to educate the public about the interesting and ever evolving field of psychedelic science And we're going to have guest speakers, scientists, researchers, and students provide their own perspective to really create this fun, enjoyable platform for science consumption. It's going to be really, really exciting because we'll have, you know, like established scientists who are the current uh, face of the field right now. And then also students, people like us who are going to be the future. And I think, um, I don't know, I think that's really, really cool and something interesting that we really wanted to bring to you guys. So I'm very excited about it. Um, but first, let's give you a quick introduction of who we are, what's why we're here, why this is important to us. Uh, so my name is Darmeen Zahid, um, and I am currently a fourth year, oh, a rising fourth year uh, PhD candidate at the University of Wisconsin-Madison in the neuroscience training program. Um, my thesis project, my work right now looks to make clear the therapeutic mechanism of action of serotonergic psychedelics um, in the treatment of psychiatric disorders, specifically um, major depressive disorder. And 
I use electrophysiology and behavioral pharmacology uh, to sort of answer my questions. Um, a fun fact about myself, uh, Elena's making me tell you guys a fun fact. I literally <laughs> have no fun facts about myself. I had to think about this one for five minutes. So I am getting my skydiving certification. Woohoo! I got like so bored with my life last summer that I started to like jump out of planes about it. And I mean, I guess I liked it. So I'm doing that. Um, and Were you scared I- of heights? Um, no, not really. You know what? I'm not I I don't have like any real fears. My one big fear is being like in a pool and someone like puts the the pool cover over you. That is like my only one general like actual fear. And then also, you know, the crippling fear of loneliness. Um, but not heights. No, that's that's what you've got. Okay, cool. Yeah. so much fun. I recommend everyone do it. Um, it really does like break you out of whatever you're in. It was, it was really, really amazing. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm here. That's where I am. Um, and I'm here because I, you know, like growing up, I, you would hear about science and you would hear, you would learn about it in school and, and you would hear these studies and you hear results, right. As you're getting older and you're in high school and people are telling you about all of these like current events and like these articles. Right. Um, I didn't know that being a scientist was a thing, right? Like that it was a career path. It was a real thing that you can do. It was a real thing that you can actively take part in and whether that's reading and understanding the information that's coming out in the fields now or actively participating in it as a scientist. Um, I think that science communication is so very important um, and really just making it accessible to everyone is one of our responsibilities as scientists. So that's really why I'm here Um, and excited to talk about this stuff with you guys. (laughs) Yes, uh, same here. So I'm Alana Jaster, and I am also a rising fourth year PhD student, but I'm at Virginia Commonwealth University in the state of Virginia in Richmond, and I am focusing specifically on serotonergic psychedelics and uh, structurally, structurally different psychedelics um, and how they can be therapeutic for substance use disorders in preclinical behavioral pharmacology models. So I really love science and I, my fun fact that I'm, I'm a fan of icebreakers and I don't even care to admit (laughs) it. So my fun fact is that um, I've seen over probably like 300 different bands live. So I guess we're both adrenaline junkies in our own way. Yeah. (laughs) So amazing. Um, I love live music. That's like one of the things that releases all of my stress it's like the only time my head is clear is when I'm at a live music show or on an airplane for some reason so yeah I mean hey airplanes jumping out of airplanes maybe we should try it uh I'm terrified of heights so I do the inside skydiving maybe we can do that first uh that would be fun yeah and then when you're certified you can skydive me out of a plane (laughs) oh my god yeah that'll be a whole like we could do an entire segment taking Elena and you have to recite to me like everything you know about structural, like the structural um, basis of like psychedelic action in the brain as we're skydiving. Uh, I probably Make it, like an extreme, extreme sport. <laughs> <laughs> we can get a GoPro; it'll be hilarious. <laughs> um. Anyways, <laughs> but so I care about science communication a lot. I was actually um, studying journalism as well in my undergrad, but due to, you know, trying to graduate within four years, I dropped the major, but I wrote for my high school and my college newspaper, and I do science communication on the side for Psychedelic Science Review, and that's kind of what led me to uh, 
this idea basically is that I just felt there was a need for more uh, more information to be out there that's from someone who's dealt with trying to figure out and understand the information. Yeah, for so, sure. I was actually sitting in my car at work uh, at lunch in between experiments and I tweeted and I like was like, who wants to start a podcast? <laughs> and I like had written down this whole thing in my iPhone notes about like all these ideas and things I wanted to do and what this podcast was going to be about. And then I think you, Zarnine, were like the first person to respond. No, I literally, I was sitting there. It was completely like serendipitous. I had been thinking about this for a while. I just, I had no idea how to get myself organized and started. And then I'm on my Twitter feed randomly and I see you post this. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, this is literally meant to be. And I immediately responded and I happened to be the first one it was so amazing it like kind of just worked you know like the stars aligned and then we ended up having such good chemistry and honestly thinking in very similar ways about science and and science communication and really like what is going on in the field um and I don't know I think we're like pretty cool and can talk about this stuff so it happened to work out for us (laughs) yeah seriously it was very funny too because I'm like on Twitter, right? And I'm just like, yeah, who wants to do this? Maybe I'll just do it by myself if no one's interested. And then I just get this message. It's like, me, me, like, hey, what's up? <laughs> and then I'm like, I have no idea who this person is. I know no, like, quite literally literally nothing like, about you. Strangers, yeah. <laughs> and then we figure out that we're both fourth year PhD students. Um, we both are very familiar with each other's like labs work. So it was pretty cool to kind of have this come together. So we're really, really excited to bring our perspectives and um, our expertise to this podcast and blog. Yeah. And just to make clear, we are like students, we're trainees, right? We're PhD candidates. We are learning. So this is going to be a learning experience for all of us, right? We're going to grow with you and with the field, like as it stands. Um, And really there's going to be I don't know. There's so much that we don't, we don't fully understand well ourselves. So I think this is a really, really good place for us to, sort of have this interactive, open conversation about this work, because there's a lot that we can learn um, as well. So I hope that you guys are excited to go on this journey with us and sort of interact and keep this lively and exciting. Um, uh, let's come back and talk a little bit more about science communication and a little bit about scientific research, right? So what are we talking about um, when we say these things to you guys? So. Scientific research, as we talk about it, is really like the behind the scenes work, right? So it's the work done um, in, in basic research. So basic research really informs what goes into the clinical trials. So clinical trials is what we're reading the majority of these like really cool like articles about, right? Like what's making all these big headlines. Um, and these clinical trials are then in turn, which inform like approval um, for the safety and the use of many medications, treatments, and and so forth. Um, so, like a good al- an analogy for this would be, um, it's the same as a factory that makes all of the parts, right? So that's basic research. We're doing basic research. You're coming up with a design. You're understanding really like what these component parts are that eventually go into production. And uh, which is clinical trials, right? Clinical trials and clinical research with humans really understanding the impact this has in a full uh, clinical population, um, which come out with the finished product. And whether that's approval for safety or, um, or I don't know, whatever, like understanding something about this drug and what it does. Um, so honestly, without all of these components, we wouldn't have nothing. 
Um, but I do want to point out something really unique and interesting about the psychedelics field um, is actually that the clinical uh, research really took off without much mechanistic understanding of drug action. There were, there were you know, some studies done in, um, in rodent models and animal models and in basic research, um, but there really wasn't as much basic research as there normally is before clinical trials are really approved and started. So we're kind of playing this interesting catch-up game here and, and maybe working a little bit backwards, but I work in basic research. Elena, you work in basic research. Um, and we're sort of trying to fill the gaps, right? So we, we have all these crazy, amazing findings in, in clinical research and clinical trials, um, but we're really trying to understand, you know, at the basic level, how these things are happening and, and really trying to uh, catch up to the, the big headlines out there. Definitely. And I think part of it, too, is that this research, when it first started, right, was back in like the 1950s, 1960s, mm-hmm. and it started by... Uh, people, experimenters, the government, whoever, and just taking LSD or mescaline or, you know, giving it to psychiatric patients. So it was always, it had started in humans, right? It didn't yeah. really start in the lab rat or whatever. So, and I think now that we have all of these neuroscience techniques and we have these pharmacological techniques, we're trying to understand like, how these crazy drugs are doing what they're doing. And I actually had a mentor, a boss, uh, before I came to Virginia, who, when I told him I wanted to do psychedelic research, he was like, oh, there's two people who go into psychedelic research. It's the people who have done psychedelics and they want to know what the heck is going on, or it's people who are really interested in like psychosis and schizophrenia from back in the day who are trying to understand like the serotonergic aspects. And I just thought that was really interesting. And I was like, but why can't there be a middle ground? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. And But yeah, so I just, that always kind of stuck with me of like, those are like, and that still stems to like human research, right? It doesn't, like, there's no basic research within that two group kind of thing. So yeah. But anyways, that's why that's why understanding what's going on is so important. So understanding behind the scenes in the basic research and also kind of what's going on um, from a clinical standpoint as well, because we have the news articles and the Internet forums and they a lot of times tend to inflate results of the studies and make it seem like the next wonder drugs are upon us, but they only sometimes give you half the story. Oh, my God. Those that kind of stuff drives me up a wall because you'll read you'll read a paper and it'll be like, oh, my God, this is the cure all like that you have not. It's totally clickbait, right? Like that you have oh, yeah. not you never knew about this. Like this is going to change your life and the way that you think forever. And it's I don't know. It's just so I think it's so harmful and so irresponsible to say things like that, right? Oh, it drives me oh, up a wall. Totally. And we're going to get more into that with our Hyper Hope series a little bit later. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. Um, but yeah, so the results that are reported on, um, like they're complex and they're nuanced and they're dependent on so many more factors that meet the eye rather than, you know, the single title that the news picks up and decides like, oh, this is your new cure-all. Yeah. But um yeah so that's why we want to get into all of this that's why we want to help the public understand and interpret research without the giant headache that comes with it that we've somehow learned to manage yeah um so we really want to provide you guys with the tools to be able to go out on your own and really understand this work for yourself and make informed decisions about what you want to believe and what you don't think you should believe right um but i mean 
saying all that, we also are here and want to be a resource for people, right? To get some of your psychedelics news and information um, on these more complex topics, on these more scientific, uh, like more scientific based ideas that might not be fully clear, you know, even if you have worked on honing these skills, stuff that's not even clear to like me and Elena at this point, right? Um, so along with this, we plan to have special guests who are experts in their field um, and also spotlight some folks who are young scientists, just like us. So we really get to meet, you know, the full gamut, like the current and the future of the field. I think I said that earlier, but this is that's something that really, really makes me very excited because it's a very unique opportunity um, to probe the minds right now. Right. <laughs> and probe the future of the field. So I'm really excited. Yeah. And I think, too, it's really important to give um, younger scientists, early career scientists, uh, a voice because yeah. a lot of times, uh, I mean, I don't know if you felt like this, but there's been times where I felt like I don't get the same opportunities, obviously, than as someone who's been in the field forever, which fine, that's okay. But sometimes you want to talk about your research because you're excited about it and you want to have a platform to be excited about it on and kind of spread the good word. So 100%. I, and you know what, I think it's such a disservice to not give students a platform because some of most people, like the best ideas come from people who are just sitting there, you know, like asking questions. And usually you ask questions when you feel like you don't know enough. How many times have you sat there and been like, oh my God, this is like the dumbest question ever, but I want to ask it. And you ask it and ends up being like, an insane like question that oh my god like everyone was wondering i've had um i have like seven amazing talented undergraduate students in my lab that i help manage and the amount of times that they have asked me a question and i've been like you just i don't know changed my entire perspective on my thesis project oh yeah um, i think it's such a disservice to science in general and this is like a you know a general science thing not even just a psychedelics psychedelic science thing although right now this field is especially like competitive and um, whatever, it's very sensationalized. So there are some voices that are more uplifted than others. And um, I hope that we can do our part to really make it so everyone has a platform and everyone has an equal say and um, can ask questions because that's what science is. It's a collaborative, it's a collaborative project, right? I, one of the biggest things that drew me to science is how much we depend on each other, right? I depend on your work, what you have done to ask my questions. And hopefully one day someone will look at the work I've done and have questions of their own. And that's really what it is. It's to build together. It's to ask together and to answer together. Um, I love that. Yeah, right? You don't know what you don't know. So keep asking, keep inquiring. That's like what it's all about. Yeah. And who cares if you sound dumb? Most of us sound dumb. None of us know what we're doing. I think that was the most freeing thing in science too, right? Like I would say something to my PI and he'd be like, I don't know, figure it out. I'd be like, okay, sick. Like, let me do this and I'll figure <laughs> it out. Right. And it's, it's so freeing and it's really how it should be. And um, even just like looking at papers with a critical eye, right? Like people make these definitive conclusions and we're going to talk about this in our next episode where we break down reading literature, right? Um, but people make these like conclusions and they say definitively, this is what we found, right? This is, this is our claim X, Y, Z. And I mean, it's never X, Y, Z. It's always X, Y, Z, but question mark, whatever. Right. So yeah. I don't know, having a critical, critical sort of bend on things is always a good thing. Um, but yeah, so speaking of our next uh, episode, um, our podcast moving forward, a little bit about the format. Um, they're going to cover various topics and papers um, in which we'll go through sort of a short introduction and a background, followed by a really like 
in-depth breakdown of the science behind whatever we're talking about. Um, and then we'll follow up with a charming commentary on areas of consensus and disagreement. Um, and again, we really want to make this an interactive and open conversation, but remain critical um, and call on our scientific training and, and the skills that we've picked up along the way. Um, so understanding that not everyone has the scientific training, right, and these skills to be able to break down papers and critically understand statistics and, and methods and, and whatnot. Um, with our next podcast, our next episode, we're actually going to teach you guys how to break down an article uh, and sort of go through how to go through scientific literature on your own in an effective way. At the very least, we hope to teach you guys uh, sort of the skills we know and, and how we do this. So. Yeah, there's, there's yeah. definitely different ways to go through all of that, but we hope that kind of the things that have helped us will definitely help you along the way. Yeah. And we also hope that we can get you hooked on science and coming back for more. <laughs> so stay tuned for our biweekly podcast and check out our Twitter at Brain Science Pod and our website for our blog posts accompanying each podcast and featured articles and videos where we're going to kind of give this a multimedia approach. And if you have any suggestions and topics that you want to see covered or are interested in being a featured blogger or a featured guest, please send us an email through our website. Yeah, please interact with us, guys. We're here for you. This is um, going to be very fun. And we're very, very excited to go on this journey with you. And let's grow together and let's learn about psychedelics and science. Woohoo! <laughs> yes. Thanks, guys. Mm -hmm.